Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, crime scene investigator turned functional health investigator. This podcast is here to share bite-sized episodes and unique interviews on a wide variety of health topics to empower, enlighten, and educate you to live your best, most vibrant life. Disclaimer, all information you hear on this podcast is for information only and constitutes individual opinions of the person speaking. This should not be taken as medical advice. Being a listener of this show does not initiate a practitioner-client relationship between you and the hosts or panelists on this show. Please discuss these topics with your medical professionals before making any changes to your health. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. Today, we are talking about metabolic health and specifically how carb cycling can help. Metabolic health requires considerations for eating enough without eating too much, as both ends of the spectrum can interfere with proper cellular energy production. Within eating enough, but not too much, comes with what to eat. Today, we're going to talk about one strategy that works really well for a lot of my clients, especially those who struggle to give up entire food groups or tend to feel restricted if too many things are taken out. This strategy is carb cycling. Carb cycling is a great tool for weight and fat loss without having to cut calories, permanently eliminating starches and carbs, and for keeping your metabolism adaptable. This can help prevent you from plateauing and help you adjust your metabolic thermostat to the level you want it to be at for optimal weight and body composition. Carbs are often thought of as our primary fuel source, and it's true that every cell in the body can use glucose, which primarily comes from carbs, and that most adults today are consuming primarily carbohydrate-based foods. It's not necessarily true that carbs or glucose is our primary or preferred fuel. We can also run on fat under the right conditions. Some studies show that our body's preferred fuel is fat rather than glucose for many cell types. Fun fact, the red blood cell is the only type of cell that must run on glucose because they don't have a nucleus and therefore don't have mitochondria. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell that takes fatty acids and ketones and glucose and certain amino acids and converts them into usable energy. But back to our preferred fuel being fat. Studies have been conducted examining how the body uses both glucose and ketone bodies when both are present simultaneously and found that the brain and several other cell types readily soak up ketones over glucose. This is because ketones are longer lasting and cleaner burning, so they provide stable energy for longer periods of time. Glucose also requires transporters to get inside of the cell. When your body is overwhelmed with glucose or has high levels of inflammation from toxins, infections, stress, or other chronic conditions, the cell's transporters just don't work that well, rendering less energy from glucose. So how does this all relate to carb cycling? Since carbs are the primary driver of blood sugar, and blood sugar is the primary driver for insulin, when you have high levels of blood sugar and insulin, your body actually shuts down the ability to burn stored body fat for fuel. Now this makes sense, right? You wouldn't want to be using stored fuels when you already have fuel floating in your blood. The problem is, 
you can't always get that fuel into the cell where it can actually be used. This leaves you feeling tired, cranky, and unable to think straight or remember things, even when you're eating enough total food. When you cycle through higher and lower carb days, you can allow your body to repair some of these systems to lower your overall glucose and insulin levels. And you still get to enjoy some of your higher sugar carbs like potatoes and fruit. When your blood sugar and insulin levels start to drop, you are far less hungry and you're able to tap into that stored fat between meals, aiding in weight and fat loss. So how do you do carb cycling? Well, there are a lot of different ways to implement a carb cycling plan and which plan you follow depends a lot on your current health status and your goals. If you have progressed type two diabetes, a lot of excess weight and or any other chronic health challenge, you will have a completely different need than a metabolically healthy person who maybe just wants to drop the last five pounds. I recommend that you work with a well-trained practitioner like myself to determine the ideal plan for you. But here's an example of how this can look over the course of six weeks. Now, every week you're going to consume adequate protein with each meal. Go back to my previous episode on protein to figure out what that ideal protein intake should be for you. You'll also want to consume natural fats with each meal. This can be fat that's found naturally in the food you're consuming, like avocado or animal fats, or the fats that you're cooking with, like butter, ghee, lard, olive oil, avocado oil, or coconut oil. Lastly, every week, you will also want to consume one to two servings of non-starchy vegetables with each meal. These are generally considered anything that grows above the ground. What you will want to vary from week to week is how many starchier or higher sugar carbohydrates you consume. For the first two weeks, you're gonna keep this to zero to one serving per day of the higher sugar fruits or vegetables. For weeks three and four, you're gonna increase those higher sugar carbs to two to three servings per day, just twice per week. So pick two days in week three and two days in week four that you're gonna consume these higher sugar fruits or vegetables and consume the higher sugar fruits and vegetables only on those days. On the other days of these weeks, you're gonna stick to the zero to one serving per day. And then in weeks five and six, you go back to the lower carb pan that you followed the first two weeks. Now, this is just one example. Some people can get away with even more higher carb days. Some will need to reduce this even further until metabolism has been restored. If you have progressed type 2 diabetes, blood sugar imbalances, high blood pressure, or cholesterol issues, you're going to want to start with fewer high carb days. If you are entirely metabolically healthy with no chronic diseases and you're just looking for a boost in your metabolism, you can try more higher carb days. Thank you for tuning in today. If you have questions or topic requests, send me an email, andrea at healthylifewithandrea.com. Until the next, be well and vibrant. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, 
pre-diabetes and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.